Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you part by the good folks in Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you give them a call. The website is johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. We have a terrific program for you today, including uh, special guest Pastor Rick Stevens. He's the co-founder of the Florida Citizens Alliance. Uh, Michael Cannon is Director of Health Policy Studies at the Cato Institute. He'll be joining us. Bill Barnett, of course, of course former mayor of Naples. And Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government, will be with us as well. It is January the 11th, and on this day in 1908, U.S. President Theodore Roosevelt declared the massive Grand Canyon in northwestern Arizona as a national monument. Though Native Americans lived in the area as early as the 13th century, the first European sighting of the canyon wasn't until 1540 by members of an expedition headed by Spanish explorer Francisco Vanzquez de Coronado. Because of its remote and inaccessible location, several centuries passed before North American settlers really explored the canyon. In 1869, geologist John Wesley Powell led a group of 10 men in the first difficult journey down the rapids of the Colorado River and along the length of the 277-mile gorge in four rowboats. By the end of the 19th century, the Grand Canyon was attracting thousands of tourists each year. One famous visitor was President Theodore Roosevelt, a New Yorker with a particular affection for the great American West. After becoming president in 1901 and the assassination of uh, President William McKinley, Roosevelt made environmental conservation a major part of his presidency. After establishing the National Wildlife Refuge to protect countries, animals, fish, and birds, Roosevelt turned his attention to the federal regulation of public lands. Though a region could be given national park status, indicating that all private development on the land was illegal only by an act of Congress, Roosevelt cut down on Red tape by beginning a new presidential practice of granting a similar national monument designation to some of the West's greatest treasures. In January 1908, <clears throat> Roosevelt exercised this right to make more than 800,000 acres of the Grand Canyon area into a national monument. Let this great wonder of nature remain as it is, he declared. You can improve on it. You cannot improve on it. But what you can do is keep it for your children, your children's children, and all who come after you as one of the great sites which every American should see. Congress did not officially outlaw private development of the Grand Canyon until 1919 when President Woodrow Wilson signed the Grand Canyon National Park Act. Today, more than 5 million people visit the canyon each year. The canyon floor is accessible by foot, mule, or boat, and whitewater rafting, hiking, and running in the area are especially popular. Many choose to conserve their energies and simply take the breathtaking view of the canyon from the south rim some 7,000 feet above sea level and marvel at the vista virtually unchanged for over 400 years. It's a beautiful sight. I admit I've not been to the Grand Canyon, but I've certainly flown over it, and it is an incredible sight, even from 30,000 feet. Well, stocks rose yesterday as investors waited for new inflation data and the big kickoff of earnings seasons is uh, tomorrow. The Securities and Exchange Commission officially approved the uh, spot 
Bitcoin ETFs, exchange-traded funds, yesterday for the first time. Trading could begin as early as today. Financial firms have already started competing to have an ETF with the lowest possible fees. I think this is going to somewhat, I've always been concerned about whether uh, a government, federal government might step in and uh, ban uh, the Bitcoin, but uh, this may just establish it as an institution now that they've approved, the SEC has approved the, the trading of it through to ETS. <clears throat> no matter how many times the climate change industrial complex howls dire warnings of calamity that will destroy the planet, voters aren't buying the doom and gloom. A new a committee uh, to uh, unleash prosperity, American Energy Alliance poll of battleground states found just 3% of respondents identified climate change as the most pressing issue facing the United States, compared to 59% who identified the economy as either the first or second most important issue facing the United States. What's amazing is that voters who asked how much they would be willing to uh, pay out of their pocket to fight climate change, the median amount was ten dollars. <laughs> That's a, less than a Big Mac meal in most places. The issue is still highly polarizing. While some voters say they are willing to pay whatever it takes to take an action on climate change, one third of voters say they didn't want to spend a single dime. The survey found that uh, voters are overwhelmingly against federal energy tax, which would hit consumers hard. Uh, survey re results show that in these tough times, Americans care most about their wallets and their access to reliable and affordable energy, not to the radical green energy agenda Joe Biden has embraced and pushed. Well, here's some good news. <laughs> you can keep your dishwasher, at least for now. A federal court has yet uh, again blown a whistle on Joe Biden's administration. Uh, illegal attempts to invade your kitchen figuratively speaking for now at least and ban household appliances a 25 page opinion from the fifth circuit court of appeals held that the trump administration correctly issued a rule allowing consumers to choose between dishwashers that take up two and a half hours to operate but use less water and those who can do the job in an hour the court was scathing in its indictment of the biden green police the court noted that many americans using Green dishwashers have complained they don't work well. It found that Biden rules make Americans use more energy and more water for the simple reason they purportedly energy-efficient appliances do not work as well. So Americans who want clean dishes or clothes may uh, use more energy and more water to pre-clean, clean, or hand-wash their stuff before, after, or in lieu of using the DOE-regulated appliances. The Biden administration is already under fire for efforts to limit gas stoves, lawnmowers, lawn blowers, and other popular consumer products. This Green New Deal, I think, is going to be the end of Joe Biden. Well, the study published this week found that the typical plastic bottle of water contains up to 100 times as many plastic fragments as scientists previously thought. The new research is the first scour water bottles for nanoplastics, which are even more minuscule than microplastics and may account for the vast majority of plastic contamination. That's especially concerning because nanoplastics are part uh, small uh, enough to even enter the bloodstream, breach blood uh, cell walls, and pass into the fetus. Here's what researchers at Columbia University and Rutgers University found after testing bottled water from three popular but unnamed American brands. One-liter bottles of water containing anywhere from 110,000 to 370,000 plastic particles, 90% of them nanoplastics. 
Many of the plastics come in the bottles themselves, but particles are also present at every stage of water production, the researchers showed. Uh, while uh, we're eating plastic, too, consumer reports recently found that widespread presence of plastic in foods, with plastic showing up in 84 of the 85 foods tested, including many uh, popular items found in grocery stores. There's no concrete evidence yet or data on how plastic affects our bodies, but it can't be good. But if you're worried, you can swap uh, plastic for a glass when uh, drinking water, use tap water, which has a few microplastics, and uh, avoid microwaving plastic ware. I changed from tap water because I thought it uh, had uh, things that were harmful to us, and so I changed to bottled water. I've been drinking that for 20 years probably, and only to find out, and it's usually out of a plastic bottle, only to find out that it could have be harmful to our health. This is a, a big concern of Quite frankly, I think uh, we're going to hope to see more research on this and, more importantly, something to do to correct it. Well, the global death toll uh, from the COVID injections is about 17 million. 17 million deaths because of the COVID injections. This, according to biologist Dr. Brett Weinstein said, citing a September 2023 study titled COVID-19 Vaccine-Associated Mortality in the Southern Hemisphere. In an interview with Tucker Carlson, which, by the way, if you're not watching his episodes, they are absolutely so informative and interesting. So in an interview with Tucker Carlson, Weinstein, a former distinguished professor of evolutionary biology at Evergreen State College, said the study, which found one death for every 800 COVID shots, was a game changer uh, type stuff. So uh, if you're thinking about the vaccine or getting another vaccine, you probably should look into this research. It's got me very concerned not only for, for those that are getting vaccinated, for sure, especially young kids. Apparently, people are still thinking about giving the children the vaccine. I'm no doctor and I'm no scientist, but I certainly uh, have seen enough evidence to think that uh, there's real concern. Well, Nick Saban, the legendary football coach at the University of Alabama, has announced his retirement yesterday. Saban's departure marks an end to an arguably the greatest run in college football history. His legacy, which includes his significant contributions to receiving a decaying, uh, reviving a decaying Crimson Tide program, has earned him a place among all-time greats of college football coaching. At Alabama, he won 80.6% of his games and secured six out of seven national titles, surpassing the record established by his predecessor, the legendary Paul Bear Bryant, in 2020. In Saban's wake, the uh, college football world will now confront the fact that Finding someone to follow in his footsteps will be an immense challenge. How would you like to be the coach that followed uh, Saban? It's it's a losing proposition, I would think. The statistics uh, speak for themselves. He won 297 games, produced four Heisman Trophy winners, secured 10 SEC championships, and led his team to eight playoff appearances in 10 years since its inception. It was challenging for other programs to compete with Saban's level of consistency, reaching number one and two year in and year out. Uh, moreover, Alabama never played at a game below the Citrus Bowl on January the 1st, and only four times after Saban's first season did Alabama enter the postseason without a shot at winning the national channel uh, championship. Uh, Nick Saban retiring now. Well, <clears throat> so has another candidate for president. Former New York, uh, New Jersey Governor Chris Christie dropped out of the Republican presidential race yesterday. 
The decision comes after months of pressure for Christie to drop out before Republican primary voting began January 23rd in order to avoid splitting the anti-Trump vote. Some think Christie's departure from the race could be a significant boost for the former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, who has been gaining ground on Trump in some uh, polls. New Hampshire is the only early state where Trump polls under 50% on average. Christie entered the race in June of last year with a single-minded mission of destroying Trump. However, with uh, Trump refusing to participate in the presidential primary debates, Christie was unable to take on the former president directly. Despite pressure from attendees at his town halls and members of his New Hampshire steering committee, Christie was adamant about not dropping out before voting began. His campaign, however, has been urging supporters to show up for what they uh, were billing as an important speech in Wyndham, even though his advisors downplayed the significance of the event with reporters. But after Sununu, former Governor Sununu, a longtime friend of uh, Christie's, went so far as to say that on a New Hampshire radio show on Tuesday that casting a ballot for uh, uh, for Christie uh, would be a wasted vote, Christie's exit from the race was well all but certain after that. This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you visit the website and give them a call. Johnson'sAirConditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is LifeInNaples.net. Coming up, we're going to be visiting with Pastor Rick Stevens, co-founder of the Florida Citizens Alliance. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harton Show here on the Bob Harton Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of the Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulabees.com and stop by Lulabee's Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m. seven days a week. And now serving dinner, 4 to 8 p.m. Wednesdays through Saturdays, a terrific menu. Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulabee's Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. Collier County Sheriff Kevin Rambos says the number one reason the elderly become victims is isolation. The Collier Senior Center goes a long way in keeping seniors connected with the community and with each other. The Collier Senior Center, located at 4898 Coronado Parkway in Golden Gate, provides comprehensive information regarding services and resources that affect the quality of life of older adults and their caregivers in Collier County, empowering them to maintain independent and meaningful lives. Here's Esther Lully, director of Collier Senior Center. Everyone, every senior is welcome. There's diversity there. It's vibrant. It's a caring atmosphere. So there's a reason we offer the services and programs that we do. We want to help enrich the lives of senior members and provide support to their caregivers. 
Want to find out more? Visit CollierSeniorCenter.org. That's CollierSeniorCenter.org. Or call the Collier Senior Center at 239-252-4541. That's 252-4541. Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. We're providing you news and commentary rooting and a commitment to individual liberty, personal responsibility, limited government, and the rule of law. Coming up, we're going to be visiting with uh, Michael Cannon, Director of Health Policy Studies at the Cato Institute. Right now we have with us Pastor Rick Stevens. He is the co-founder of a terrific organization. It's called the Florida Citizens Alliance. Pastor Rick, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Hey, always a pleasure to talk to you, Bob. You're one of the winners. <laughs> thank you, Pastor Rick. So uh, tell us about the Florida Citizens Alliance. Well, we're just a grassroots organization that's had the support of many people across Florida that's helped us grow to have a more and more effective voice in education improvements across the state. We try to empower parents and teachers and students to get these children the best education they have, and we try to be the voice of all of the people that care about those kids. Terrific organization. GoFLCA.org is the website. GoFLCA.org. Uh, so, Pastor Rick, uh, uh, in fact, I, I, I'm proud to say I was one of the founding members of the Florida Citizens Alliance, so I had that as well. Uh, Pastor Rick, I read someplace that apparently there is a bill proposed to get rid of the HOPE scholarship. Can you tell us about it? Oh, it's absolutely true. We had heard rumors about this some weeks ago, and it became real just on Tuesday of this week. We found out that a bill has been filed in the Florida House. It will be heard in its first committee today. The Choice Innovation Subcommittee is hearing HB 1403 that contains the worst line in in any bill that I've ever seen, I think. It says, repeal the HOPE scholarship. And we cannot figure out what in the world people are thinking to get rid of one of the finest pieces of legislation any state has ever passed. I've been in meetings with people from around the country, and they can't believe it when I tell them we have the HOPE scholarship. And yet our Florida house is going to take it away from our students. It's unbelievable. So uh, for our listeners who may not be familiar with the Hope Scholarship, uh, what does it provide? Well, it went through the house known as the bullying bill. It was Speaker of the House Richard Corcoran's signature achievement the year it passed. Our own local representative, Byron Donalds, ran the bill and got it through the house. And it's the bullying bill. It was kind of casually known or easily known as the bullying bill. And it provides relief for students who are bullied in school. If they face harassment, intimidation, any kind of threat, they can report that to the principal. They fill out a one-page form, and that makes them immediately eligible for the HOPE Scholarship, which means they can go to the school of their choice. They can go to a private school and use HOPE Scholarship money to get out of a bad, sometimes threatening, I mean physically threatening environment, and that's happened in Florida, and go to a school where they can then thrive. And it's worked wonderfully for hundreds of students. And now we want to take it away. It's yeah. just crazy. So uh, what's, what's the motivation behind this? Why are people, has this, has this got to be the teachers union or what's behind this? Well, it, it, it's, it's funny. I've been asking that question too. And we've been trying to sort that out. We, we've only really gotten kind of sort of any insight into the why. 
it seems that there are two things that they're trying to do or say they're trying to do. One is simplify things because of the new scholarship system, which really, uh, you know, th- 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 there's no reason that hope can't exist alongside it. It's not complicated, not at all. So they claim that they want to simplify it, and they claim that it's not needed because of the new scholarship system. Well, they overlook one very significant and important reality. Under the new system, you have to apply at certain times of the year to qualify for the scholarship to go to the school you want to go to. Hope allows a student who maybe is doing fine in their public school to have a way to get out immediately if they face a threatening, challenging, harassing situation. And the other scholarships would say, well, too bad, kid, you're in a bad situation, but there's nothing you can do but tough it out. And and we think that's preposterous. These kids need immediate relief. We, the grown-ups, should provide that for them. And that's what Hope Scholarship does, immediate relief for students. Well, that's very disappointing. I can only hope that it doesn't get through committee or doesn't pass. Uh, But it it hasn't reached the floor, has it? Is there going to be a vote on it? No, it has to go through three committees. Uh And this is the first one today. And if people want to work to stop it, they can go to our website, goflca.org. Go to the Action Center, and you'll see a, an action petition called Please Don't Lose Hope, and that will immediately send a message to all of the people involved in the committee today that they should not approve repealing the Hope Scholarship. It's, a, it's an easy thing. Go to our website. It's the best way to do it. If you want locally, people could call Spencer Roach. He's one of the representatives on the committee, or Jenna Persons-Mullica. She's a representative on the committee today, and ask them to vote no or I mean, ask, tell them, please, save yeah. hope. Well, it's what I'm going to do right after the show. I tell you, this is just very alarming. And it's, a, you know, it's one thing to say we don't have a hope, but to actually repeal it, that's, that's insane. I just understand that. Well, and, and you're smart enough, your listeners are smart enough to know how difficult it would be today to get that scholarship program through. Right. So why throw it away? Exactly. Makes no sense whatsoever, Pastor Rick. So uh, any good news? Well, I wish there was some good news. <laughs> uh, we are working and getting some of our legislative initiatives uh, with traction. The, <clears throat> the Senate has passed, and they call it good news, their education improvement package. But really what they're admitting in one of the key provisions of that is that the Florida schools aren't teaching reading. And we think that that's just kind of crazy. Why would they admit that and, and try to just push this issue aside? Um, Other good news, we're there on the ground working this week. We've got two people up there today to be at that committee, and we're rallying the troops, so that's helpful. Yeah, it is, and we just really appreciate the great work that you've done. Over the past decade, I might say, had a very, your fingerprints are all all over the improvement of public education here in Florida, and we just appreciate your efforts. I know you've got an event coming up in March. We do, and that is good news because Dinesh D'Souza is coming to town, and he's going to do a gala for us, and we want to encourage people to go to our website, and when they do the Action Center thing, buy a ticket and come to the gala and hear what Dinesh has to say. His, um, his message about what's going on in the country as a whole and, the, and related to the police state-type activity is, is just compelling. So that's March 13th, and when you buy a ticket, you get a $100 gift certificate to any of Alfie Oaks's stores. See yeah. the table is restaurants. That's $100 just for buying a ticket. So 
Go today and buy that ticket. We'd be glad for you to use that $100. We think that's a great deal. It is a great deal. Again, goflca.org is the website. Goflca.org. Pastor Rick, always appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Bob. Great talking to you. You as well. Thank you, Pastor Rick. All right, coming up, Michael Cannon, Director of Health Policy Studies at the Cato Institute. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Are you looking to buy or sell a home? Make it a convenient and stress-free experience by calling the dynamic and trustworthy husband and wife team of Megan and Matt Chionis with Gulf Coast International Properties. Find out about their unique and complimentary post-closing concierge services not offered by other area agents. Matt and Megan Chionis give you the competitive advantage to command a premium price for your property. They personally attend all showings, create a marketing strategy for your property, and offer that complimentary concierge service to your potential buyer. This hands-on approach has helped them set several sales records in Pelican Bay and many at near-record prices. Megan and Matt Chionis understand that as an affluent buyer-seller, your needs and desires are unique. You deserve this level of service. Megan and Matt Chionis are passionate about the Naples lifestyle and they want you to enjoy it too. Call Megan and Matt Chionis with Gulf Coast International Properties at 239-269-5310. That's 239-269-5310. You have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Tim Garrett, candidate for Collier County Supervisor of Elections. He's a 33-year resident of Collier County, a military veteran, a retired sheriff's officer, and a graduate of the FBI National Academy. He stands for Safe, Secure, Ethical Elections in Collier County. Vote for Tim Garrett and check out his website, votefortimgarrett.com. Paid for by Tim Gret, Republican for Collier County Supervisor of Elections. Tim's a great guy, and I hope you'll uh, vote for him. And uh, just take a look at his website. Uh, coming up, we're going to be visiting with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Right now we have with us Michael Cannon. He, Michael is the director of Health Policy Studies at the Cato Institute. Michael, thank you so much for joining us. Great to be back, Bob. Thank you, Michael. Tell us about the Cato Institute. We are a libertarian think tank in Washington, D.C. That means we try to bring to public policy debates uh, the traditional American values of individual liberty, limited government, free markets, and peace. 
Uh, Cato.org is the website. C-A-T-O.org is the website. So, Michael, I understand that Mary Lou Retina has had some, uh, of course, the great Olympian, has had some problems uh, health-wise. Maybe you could tell us about it. So she was on the Today Show uh, this past weekend to talk about some uh, medical difficulties that she has had and her difficulties with health insurance. She had a near-death experience due to a severe uh, 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 pneumococcal infection in her lungs, and uh, her, her neighbor found her unresponsive. Her doctors initially sent her home from the hospital. Her condition, condition got worse, and uh, there was a time that the doctors told her uh, family to prepare for the worst, that they did not think that she was going to pull through. And it turns out she did. She's currently on oxygen. She's not uh, out of the woods yet. But what she talked to uh, the Today Show about, uh, in, in part, was she faced multiple hospitalizations without health insurance. And this is remarkable, because if you remember the 1984 Olympics in Los Angeles, and uh, uh, when uh, Retton won the gold medal for the individual all-around gymnastics event right. became the first uh, non-Eastern European woman to do so ever, and uh, she was she achieved instant celebrity. She was on the Wheaties box. She had all sorts of endorsement deals. She was on the cover of Sports Illustrated, Newsweek, and and uh, uh, she got an, a McDonald's endorsement deal. She was. Uh, so marketable, she made a lot of money off of those endorsements, and here she is, forty years later, uh, and she doesn't, uh, and she doesn't even have health insurance. Uh. Uh, Hoda asked her, "Why is it you don't have health? Didn't have health insurance?" And she said, "The reason was that it was not affordable." Now, this caused a lot of people who support government-run health care, specifically Obamacare. To, uh, to say, hey, wait a second, that's not fair. Obamacare makes health insurance affordable for everybody. Uh, she could have, uh, if she was on hard financial times, she could have gotten financial assistance from the government uh, to purchase an Obamacare plan. But that's not necessarily the case. Uh, and she, the Retin hasn't given a lot of details. It is clear from the details that she has provided that uh, government-run health care has failed her in multiple, multiple ways. Uh, that's such a sad story to think that, uh, to, to drop to lose. I'm sure she, that she's going to end up personally bankrupt as a result. I'm not sure that that's the case. Uh, she does have health insurance now. She was able to enroll in an Obamacare plan, is, is the impression that, that, that she gave. But what Retton talked about was that uh, she has been through a lot. She has had 30 different uh, surgeries over the course of her life, wow. mostly orthopedic procedures, and she recently underwent a divorce. Now, uh, under Obamacare's uh, rules, those uh, 30 procedures and whatever pre-existing conditions they, uh, they mark would not keep her from getting an Obamacare plan. Because the insurance companies can't say no to you because of that, right? Uh, and uh, but but I know enough about orthopedic procedures and the way that the federal government 
approaches health insurance and encourages excessive health insurance and excessive spending to know that if she had 30 different surgeries, then there's a good chance that some of those, uh, uh, an excellent chance, that some of those surgeries were either unnecessary or uh, made her situation, or didn't work, maybe even made her situation worse. Right. That's a result of government encouraging people to have too much health insurance, spend too much money on health care, and not be skeptical enough of what their doctors are recommending. And so uh, the fact that the government has encouraged excessive health insurance for almost 100 years now uh, is is likely what put her under the knife uh, uh, up to 30 or more times. That's unbelievable. She also, she told us, went through a divorce. And there's a pretty good chance that she lost her health insurance when she went through that divorce. Now, Obamacare does say that if you lose your health insurance due to a divorce, you can enroll in an Obamacare plan at any any time of year. But you know what? It only makes that offer for a couple of months. And then it says, nope, sorry, no health insurance for you for up to 12 months. Yeah, And so Renton might have been caught in one of those what we call closed enrollment periods where Obamacare makes it impossible for you to enroll in health insurance. If the government had never gotten involved, then health care would be higher quality because hundreds of millions of patients would be more skeptical, demand more questions, and doctors would be more circumspect about all the surgeries and everything else that they recommend. And health insurance would have been more secure, so you wouldn't lose it when you divorce. You wouldn't have to worry about one of these Obamacare closed enrollment periods. So even if the Obamacare supporters are right about uh, about that law providing Retton with uh, assistance to purchase a health insurance plan if she's uh, not making as much money or doesn't have as much money left around uh, as you might think. Uh, even if they're right about that, government-run health care has failed her over and over again. Well, I think it just, uh, it's, a, uh, it's a very sad story, and I'm so sorry. I wasn't even aware of her health uh, problems. And she, she was such an inspiring performer. Was she the one that had the bad ankle when she did uh, ended up coming off the bar, as I recall? I don't recall. But I can't. It, uh, you know what? I can't remember. I, I have. Uh, I know the episode that you're talking about, but I cannot remember which female yeah. American gymnast that was. In any event, very sad story. But it, again, an object lesson on how what happens when the government gets involved in private enterprise, and what we should. And just try and get government out of uh, our lives. And again, about 33% of the health, <clears throat> our, our 18% of our economy uh, is in uh, health care. And uh, we need to correct uh, what's happening with regard to uh, their involvement and no putting their nose in, in our, our business in terms of our health care. Before I let you go, I, I, in Florida has now reached an agreement after three years of negotiating with the FDA, and I've forgotten with whom, now can import drugs from uh, out-of-state, Canada, and other places where they're less expensive in order to serve uh, uh, the Floridians. It's supposed to save about $180 million per year for Floridians. I wonder if you had any comments on that. This is another example of how government health care is failing uh, U.S. patients. Every U.S. resident has a fundamental human right to buy medicines across borders if that's what they need to do in order to obtain the medicines that they need. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so there should be no trade barriers between 
the United States and other countries when it comes to medicines. In this case, and we have lots of examples of people going across the border into Canada to buy lower-priced insulin, uh, where you can buy it without a prescription, uh, and uh, and it's also it also costs less because the prices are just lower, uh, and all sorts of other medicines. Uh, but the FDA only lets you purchase a three-month supply of those medicines for personal use. Here, the state of Florida wants to buy medicines in bulk for hundreds of thousands or millions of uh, Florida state employees. Uh, but the federal government was saying no. They petitioned the Food and Drug Administration hmm. to allow them to, uh, please, Your Majesty, may we please buy these lower-priced medicines from Canada. And the FDA dithered for three years yeah. before it finally said yes. Such a this sad is, story. By the way, another example of how slow the FDA is to approve anything. And but it, it but it, the really appalling thing is that there was this trade barrier to begin with, and it never should have existed. You have a right, and the states should have the power to purchase lower-priced medicines from abroad to get better access to those medicines at a lower cost to taxpayers and patients. Cato.org is the website. I hope you check it out. And by the way, uh, you just came out with a book. <laughs> it's already escaped my memory. What's the name of the book? The title of the book is Recovery, A Guide to Reforming the U.S. Health Sector. I hope you take a look at it. You can find out more by visiting Cato.org, C-A-T-O dot org. Right. Mike, always appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for, for joining us. Anytime, Bob. My pleasure, indeed. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with the former mayor of Naples, Bill Barnett. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Two-thirds of parents prefer educational options for their children, with 40% strongly preferring options for their child's education. School choice is a growing movement, one that is already lifting thousands of kids across America. The Optima Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit corporation, was founded to support the establishment and expansion of superior quality schools of choice. Optima's goal was the successful launch of Hillsdale College Varney Charter School, Initiative Classical Academies, and other schools of excellence across the state of Florida, serving kindergarten through the 12th grade. The mission is to train the minds and improve the hearts of young people through a content-rich classical education in the liberal arts and sciences with instruction in the principles of moral character and civic virtue. And a terrific product of the process, Naples Classical Academy has already opened here in Naples. You can find out more by visiting the website Optima.Foundation. Help children in Florida optimize their educational opportunities. Visit www.Optima.Foundation. Do you suffer from joint pain in your shoulders, hips, or knees? I was suffering from debilitating pain in my knees. On a referral, I saw Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. He successfully treated my symptoms and pain for several months. Finally, having exhausted all alternatives for pain management, Dr. Markovich and I agreed that surgery was my best alternative. Dr. Markovich replaced both of my knees in 2006, and I now have full range of motion in both knees, and I have no pain. I now 
now play golf and exercise free of debilitating pain in my knees. Don't suffer needlessly with joint pain. Call orthopedic surgeon Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine at 482-5399. That's 482-5399. He did a great job for me, and he'll help you too. Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the Foundation for Government Accountability. I proudly serve on their board. They help prepare elected officials to have winning strategies in their elected office. You can find out more by visiting thefga.org, thefga.org. Coming up, we're going to be visiting with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Right now we have with us the former mayor of Naples, Bill Barnett. Bill, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, Bob. Thank thank you for asking me. We do pick some goofy times, but... uh... Uh, I appreciate it. As I said to you, I'm out at the uh, Collier County Museum, which is, by the way, an interesting place to visit if you've never been out here. It's by the courthouse. And um, they have a little panel for Leadership Collier and asked me to serve on it. And I said, sure, I'll be glad to do that. So here I am. Anyway, uh, so thank you for your hospitality and getting me a little early. Uh, Of course, always Um, a public servant. So I appreciate you, Bill. Yeah. So they, um, uh, City Hall um, is... uh, in a conundrum, as always, uh, they um, they are uh, uh, first of all, Beth Petrinoff, as you know, decided she wasn't going to resign uh, because she must have found a planner or somebody that was able to finagle uh, her finances uh, uh, so that she wouldn't have to report whatever. But I, I can't tell you, Bob. I don't know. It's so confusing. She didn't want to fill that form S one out, and then she ended up. I don't. I don't know. What well, you know, but Bill, I understand that she's not alone. I understand across the state of Florida, a lot of people oh, are yeah. raise, raising cane about this. Yeah, they are, Bob. But you know what? That that has been that way for 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 years and years and years. If you were, they dropped it down to the to the municipalities, and the municipalities are the ones that are feeling it this year. Right. Everybody else has had to sign that for years. Yeah. I mean, uh, so it's 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 not not that not that big a deal. Um, and, uh, um, so that's that. And then they're going to be having, I guess, design review board or the planning advisory board, or I don't know who today, but they have a big thing to finally see if they can get that, um, Portica share entrance way for the beach club hotel pass. They've been fighting about it. Should it be one lane? Should it be two lanes? That's going to be a gorgeous, gorgeous place. And they need a bigger, you know, they, they're planning on the bigger one with two lanes and what have you. And, and, um, uh, they just got to get it done. I know that, uh, um, I, I hope they will. There's a big crowd that should be down there today at city hall. Also, uh, I will tell you that Matt Craig, um, MHK architecture threw a heck of a fundraiser for Gary price, for Bill Kramer, for, uh, uh, burn Barton and for Tony Perez, uh, the other night at his place, uh, and there were about 300 people that showed up. Wow! That. So I think Gary uh, and and his uh, and his group uh, are going to have a great chance uh, at the at the election. Um, they're working hard. You're seeing a lot of yard signs coming out. Um, I haven't heard a word from Heitman. By the way, and I'll I'll leave you with one other uh, tidbit. So Naples Better Government, we always have our our candidate interviews. You know, we're just a little group 
been around for 30 years, and we interview candidates. We're bipartisan. We really are. And um, we listen to what they have to say and make decisions on basically what we hear and you know what we like. So all of the candidates that are running for, for city council, mayor, whatever it is, they all responded uh, yes, except for one. Can you guess which one? I would guess responded? the current mayor of Naples. <laughs> correct, Bob. Correct. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. So, has, she, has she declared that she's running yet? Bob, uh, this is a, a first for you. Um, as of yesterday, she was supposed to file yesterday. She didn't, but she has a couple of days left. So uh, I, I can't tell you any more than that. I don't know. <laughs> That's uh, just amazing news. So wh- yeah. when are we going to get the results of this panel, this bipartisan panel? Uh, when will you be announcing the... Well, th- that, you mean, the, our panel, we won't be meeting till January 25th. So a little later in January. But in that panel, don't you come out with recommendations? Yes, we do. Yeah. We, we do come out with recommendations based on what we hear from the candidates and what their views are, et cetera. But we don't go in there with, a, with a, you know, pre-notions and whatever. And we just make recommendations. Uh, you know, it's been, we've been doing it for years. Right. And it's a, good, it's a good group of people. So with that being said, that's about all the news I have to tell you today. Well, I, Bill, I hope you <laughs> knock it out of the park today with the, with the group that you're vi- visiting with today. And it sounds like an interesting panel. Anyway, I just yeah. Ge- Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just I was just say I just generally hope I appreciate your coming on the show with uh, with us today and uh, sharing with us what's happening well, here locally. I appreciate you and uh, and all a good time we get to spend together. I'll speak to you next week and you have a good week. All right. And you as well. Thank you so much, Bill. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with Seton Motley. Seton is the founder and president of Less Government. We're going to do that and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Luke Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including Linda and myself. Blue Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining your choice of the popular Eden Bar, the intimate Courtyard Garden, or the beautiful Provencal Caribbean Dining Room. Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere that includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week, all year round. Visit blueprovencenaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. That's blueprovencenaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. 
Blue Provence French restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Gulf Shore Playhouse. Changing lives through exceptional theater experiences and opening a 44,000-square-foot performing arts center this fall. It's going to be absolutely fabulous. And you can find out more and get tickets, some upcoming performances, some great pro performances coming up at the website, golfshoreplayhouse.org, golfshoreplayhouse.org. We have with us Seton Motley. Seton is the founder and president of Less Government. And Seton, we need more of that. Thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm well, thank you. So I th- I'd like to start off with uh, yesterday, Hunter Biden showed up, but they were considering his contempt resolution. And, and when confront- I just wanted to, are you aware of it? Did, do you know what happened? Yeah, well, first of all, let's begin with the fact that this jagoff, it shows up at a hearing that's only necessary because he skipped the subpoena hearing he was supposed to attend by force of law. Right. Let's begin with that. I won't show up for the hearing that I'm subpoenaed for, but I'll show up for the contempt hearing uh, because I didn't show up for the subpoena. Um, you know, you've got, at least they had the courtesy of not arresting him. I'd like to speak to several, a couple of hundred uh, January 6th uh, protesters who spent years in prison without even a, a, a charge filed and unable to talk to an attorney. Um and he gets to show up at his own contempt hearing. That's kind of interesting. It sure um, But yes, but, but Nancy Mace embarrasses him, and he leaves. He, you know, he, he has the uh, stamina of a three-year-old and leaves the hearing. And Nancy Mace is one of the five Republicans that are worth a darn and are doing something worthwhile. Matt Gates got, Matt drove Kevin McCarthy out of Congress, let alone the speakership, God bless him. Um, and, and the Republicans hate him. Marjorie Taylor Greene is trying to impeach Mayorkas, the uh, Homeland Security chairman, for not doing anything about the border for three years. And the, the Republicans hate her. And Nancy Mace is one of these, you know, uh, I guess Freedom Caucus, MAGA, whatever the hell you want to call them. But they're actually trying to accomplish something and stand up and fight. Yeah. And uh, that's one of the things that people love about Trump, that, that, that causes them to overlook anything else that might happen. Um, I don't think anything serious. He, I don't think he's been charged with anything serious. But you know, ninety-one indictments, and, and they get, it only makes him stronger because he's fighting against these people. He's not signing one point seven trillion dollars spending extensions uh, the way the new speaker um, Mike Johnson is. Yeah. So Nancy May stands up to, to Hunter Biden and. God bless her, and and she probably got reprimanded by leadership afterwards. Did she? She she told Hunter that he had no balls. <laughs> yes. And yes. And, uh, and then uh, later in the apparently, uh, and then Marjorie Taylor Greene says that uh, uh, he that uh, he didn't have the strength to stand up to to a strong woman or something to that effect. But then, at oh, the- I, I, look, I don't like that. Enough with this gender crap. Don't don't play on their field. I None agree with that, but that this is here's the coup de gras. Uh, you're familiar with Representative uh, Pramila Jayapal, the uh, Democrat from Washington. So she was. Yes. She changed the topic. She she tried to shift the subject to the 
former President Donald Trump to accuse him of something, which is kind of reflection, kind of ridiculous in the first place. But he says, "Let's it's, talk." It's, it's muscle memory at this point. Yeah, so he says, "Let's talk about that." President Trump incited an erection. <laughs> she, honestly, yes. she honestly said that. Yes. <laughs> I, 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 it would have been great if Mace followed up because he has balls. <laughs> Oh my goodness! That would have been that. Yeah. He, and by the way, Jayapal is not the first person to to, to um, mix up those words, shall we say? Yeah. Um, and it makes you wonder, you know, if you want to be a subliminalist, you want to. It makes you wonder what, what when, why do they keep mentioning erections in reference to Donald Trump? Yeah, I don't know. I, what, I, is it, yeah. what, are, what are they revealing about themselves? So, sounds very Freudian <laughs> uh, to me. Yes, and um, but you, you know, because I mean, look at the men they had to they had to choose from. I mean, you want to talk about beta males and lack of testosterone? Um, the women have more testosterone than the men on the left. Um, but yeah, so yeah, it, it, look, it, this is the theater of the absurd. This is uh, Congress today. A friend of mine's a national radio host out of D.C. Your your former neck of the woods. His name's Chris Chris Plant. And he sure. calls it, it's all a bad cable television show. Yeah. And it is. It's a bad, it's bad TV. I mean, if you, uh, Aaron Sorkin wrote The West Wing, and if he'd written it like this, it would have been a terrible show. Yeah. It would have been awful. Yeah. Um, thankfully, he didn't. He's, a, he's actually a good writer. Um, these guys aren't good writers. So, yeah, it's, it's just, it's pathetic. It's lame. It's. It's it's the day. It, it, this is what a third world country looks like. You, you know, somebody gets subpoenaed to Congress. They don't show up. They then show up to grandstand at the at the contempt hearing for them not showing up for the hearing. Um, they storm out. They're not arrested, by the way. Yeah. Hey, he's in contempt. How about arresting him and detaining him and 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 conducting your interview in a prison cell? How about that? Yeah. That's within your bounds as, uh, legally. I'm not a lawyer, but I'm pretty sure that once you're in contempt of Congress, I have to go to, I have to go on an online notary tomorrow to get a document signed for for Kamal County, Texas for a speeding ticket adjudication. I have meanwhile, he can walk into his contempt of Congress hearing yeah. and walk out. I mean, give me a break. So, um, yeah, I also so yeah. It's just it's it's the theater of the absurd. It's it's and and how about science how, theater three thousand? How about Ray Epps, who obviously was inciting all kinds of uh, nefarious activity, right on, on the grounds of and January it was also obviously a FBI uh, plant. Go ahead. Yeah, and he was. Uh, he they decided to they took him to trial, and they've now decided to give him uh, uh, a. Uh, uh, $500 fine, 100 hours of uh, right. community service, and uh, he's going to be on probation. He didn't spend the last three years in prison. No. Um, the, the head, I think it was in, uh, Enrique Tario, the head of the Proud Boys, got 20-some years in prison. He was in Baltimore on January 6th. Yeah. It's, he was in Baltimore. He was in a different city in a different state, and he got 26 years. This guy, remember, was on the list, then he was off the list because somebody at the FBI said, hey, take him off, he's one of ours. Yeah. And so they, they had to put him on trial, and of course he got a, you know, he got a slap on the wrist from a, from a baby, you know, from a two-year-old. 
Um, because he's one. And did you see the congressman? I, can't, I wish I could remember his name. The former cop who's a congressman. Oh, yeah, the, uh, the guy from Louisiana. He is fantastic. He, he says conservatively there were 200 FBI agents there. And probably, he goes, I, I can guarantee you there were over 200 and probably a lot more. I don't know. And, he wh- said, and for, for an operation of this size, it would be a lot more than 200. Yeah. He's a former cop. He knows about undercover operations. So, yeah, this is this whole thing. And, and if you recall, I remember I got yelled at by conservatives on January 6th of 2021. I said, you have all these Trump guys in red and white and blue, and and the people that are attacking the building are all black like Antifa. Yeah. They, they don't look like Trump supporters. And, and, of course, one of the things the congressman from Louisiana said was there were FBI agents or assets, whatever you want to call them, dresses Trump supporters inside the building, inside the Capitol. Right. So when the cops open the door and let them in, because you've been to the Capitol, I've been to the Capitol, it's a freaking labyrinth. It's almost as bad as the Pentagon. Right. You, there's no way you just randomly go into one door and know how to get to Nancy Pelosi's office. Right. Or the Senate chamber, or any of these places. You need. That's why the tours are guided, because you otherwise you won't, you'll, you'll, you'll only see what you stumble upon accidentally. So these FBI agents are the ones that were waiting inside in Trump outfits and took them to where they thought would be the most damaging messaging-wise, um, you know, as, as part of this, this, this put-up put job, this, this false flag operation. So there's no question that this is a setup, and the fact of the matter is that uh, the whole purpose of everything, including the people that are right now rotting in jail as a result of this mischief, is because they didn't want Trump to be president again. And so this is all to tear down That's Trump. Right. And uh, to me, again, this and is... And to discredit the movement, so when he ran again, it would be discredited. Yeah. Yes. And it's done nothing but to elevate yeah. Trump. I mean, at, if anything else happens again, I think they're probably going to make uh, not, not only Trump president, but also a saint... <laughs> <laughs> but, well, it's, yeah, yeah, again, it's, it's, it's this, but the problem is, you know, too much of the country is sleepwalking through existence yeah. and don't know about any of the things we just discussed and aren't going to hear it because they're watching MSNBC. Yeah, it's so true. Again, St. Motley, the founder and president of Less Government, I hope you'll visit the very robust website, lessgovernment.org, lessgovernment.org. You can also visit Less Government on Facebook. Seton, as always, appreciate your very animated and very direct and uh, complete commentary. Thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Appreciate it, sir. Thank you. My pleasure, indeed. Well, that's a wrap here on today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. I certainly did. We've got some great guests for tomorrow's show, including Sally Williams. Uh, she's the uh, kid, uh, Kids for Collier, Books for Collier Kids, head of that organization, doing great work. Also, William Yateman. He's a senior legal fellow of the Pacific Legal Foundation. Uh, Dennis Flint, uh, who's we get this big car event coming down on Fifth Avenue South, and uh, for the benefit of the St. Matthew's House. And Larry Bell, endowed professor at the University of Houston, space architecture, will be joining us as well. Always appreciate your listening to the show. Thank you so much for that. And if you enjoy the show, I hope you'll pass the word on to. Uh, Your friends and acquaintances, that's one of the ways we support our advertisers, and we can't do the show without them. Thank you so much for joining us here on the show, and I hope you make it a great day on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste. Thanks so much for listening to The Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. 
For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobharden.com. <laughs>